During the Lenten season, we Dominicans, when praying Compline, have a particular response after the reading. It starts in Latin, media vita in morte sumus. In the midst of life, we are in death. It's a meditation upon this season. It's a meditation upon how, as Christians, during this time, we reflect upon our mortality, yes, but also how the Lord has come into our life to save us from sin and death. We recognize this conundrum, if you will, that we are an Easter people, and yet we go through this time of purgation, this time of purification, so as to open our hearts more and more to the love of God. But it's still a challenge. It's still a difficulty. In his Urbi et Orbi earlier this week, a special blessing that the Pope offered from St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis had this to say about this conundrum as well. The storm exposes our vulnerability and uncovers those false and superfluous certainties around which we have constructed our daily schedules, our projects, our habits, our priorities. It shows us how we have allowed to become dull and feeble, the very things that nourish, sustain, and strengthen our lives and our communities. The tempest lays bare all our prepackaged ideas and forgetfulness of what nourishes our people's souls. All those attempts that anesthetize us with ways of thinking and acting that supposedly save us but instead prove incapable of putting us in touch with our roots and keeping alive the memory of those who have gone before us. We deprive ourselves of the antibodies we need to confront adversity. In this storm, the facade of those stereotypes with which we camouflaged our egos, always worrying about our image, has fallen away, uncovering once more that blessed common belonging of which we cannot be deprived our belonging as brothers and sisters. As we go through these days, these uncertain days, we recognize in one way that everything has changed these past days and weeks. We also step into the uncertainty of not knowing what exactly has changed, what will change for us. It's a very uncommon place to be. In my own life, the only other time that I can remember being anything, anything like these days were the days, the day of September 11th, 2001, and the days following. Everyone knew almost instantaneously that our world as we knew it, especially as Americans, had changed and changed forever. Yet none of us really knew what that meant or what it would mean going forward. And now, nearly 20 years later, we can look back and see how our lives have changed. And we recognize that going forward through the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, and also on the other side, that things will change. In a sense, we are in the midst of life, and we are in death. Something has died, and there is a pain that comes with death. Whether that be a metaphysical death, or whether that be an actual physical death, death hurts and stings. And we see that in the Gospel today, that Martha is hurting, and yet she responds with a more heroic and a more positive attitude than her sister Mary. And that's okay for us to grieve in different ways. But the important thing is in these days of challenge, in these days where everything is up in the air, that we turn to the Lord, that we open our hearts to the one, the only one, who can set us free, who can actually overcome death and its effects. As the prophet Ezekiel said, 
O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. The Lord looks into our suffering and our struggle and desires not for us to stay there, but to open our graves and to draw us out. But before he even does that, as we heard in the gospel, he weeps with us. He loves us in the depths and the throes of our struggle. He has not only sympathy, but empathy. He has compassion, passion with us. He feels our suffering and our struggle, but he does so in order to call us out of the grave. And let us not escape the reality that the grave we have all dug for ourselves, the death in which we all lie, is the death of sin. Now, I don't want people to think that I'm arguing that this coronavirus is a result of our particular sins. That's a wormhole I just choose not to go down at this time. But we do have to recognize in our life death, the death that has come about through our decisions to prioritize our own well-being over and above the will of God and the good of others and the common good. The only way for us to overcome death is through life in Christ Jesus, by turning from death. And even as we see in the gospel, going to Jesus with the binds of sins and death still around us, but when he calls, rising and going, letting nothing get in the way of our conversion, of offering our heart, our life, our very soul. Because the Lord does not just call us from one death to another. He calls us from death to life. And this is life in the Spirit, as St. Paul tells us. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. And we know through our baptism that Jesus has called us from sin and death to new life, that we have died with him in the waters of baptism, and we have also risen with him that he is crying with us in our pain and our struggling, but he is calling us ever and always to overcome our burdens, to live the life that he has for us, the life of happiness, of perfection, of joy. He's calling us from the shackles of sin. And whatever those sins are, the Lord cares not. He calls because he loves. He calls because he loves. He desires for us freedom, and he has shown us the way. He cries with us, then he calls us to new life, to life where sin and death are conquered. Toward the end of his Urbi et Orbi blessing, the Pope had this to say. The Lord asks us in the midst of our tempests, invites us to reawaken and to put into practice the solidarity and hope capable of giving strength, support, and meaning to these hours, when everything seems to be floundering. The Lord awakens us so as to reawaken and revive our Easter faith. We have an anchor. By his cross we have been saved. We have a rudder. By his cross we have been redeemed. We have a hope. By his cross we have been healed and embraced so that nothing and no one can separate us from his redeeming love. In the midst of isolation, we are suffering from a lack of tenderness and chances to meet up, and we experience the loss of so many things. Let us once again listen to the proclamation that saves us. He is risen and is living by our side. He continues, By his cross, 
we have been saved in order to embrace hope and let it strengthen and sustain all measures and all possible avenues for helping us protect ourselves and others, embracing the Lord in order to embrace hope. That is the strength of faith, which frees us from fear and gives us hope.